Good evening, friends. Good Wednesday evening. This is the Will and Jimmy show from Shades of Grace. Just minus Pastor Will again while he travels through the Holy Land with his group. He's been sending some pictures back and forth to us and uh, sharing some on Facebook that most of you have probably seen. And looks like they're having a great time over there, which is well deserved. Makes me happy that they're enjoying themselves. So it is Wednesday here again. It seems like I was just with you just a few days ago. I did enjoy last week. It was odd being without Pastor Will, and which he normally leads this and leads the conversation. So I had to come up with some topics and things to discuss. I think it went well. Someone did comment to me and said, uh, well, I enjoyed it, but it looked like you had your eyes closed. And to explain that, I, my eyes are very light sensitive and I was sitting on this side of the room and there's a fluorescent light just above right there where I was sitting and it was literally blinding me so I have moved I have moved over to the other side of the room it's not so bad over here so that should should <coughs> excuse me should remedy that so anyway uh, hope everyone is doing well enjoying this beautiful week it, the weather has been near perfect in my opinion a uh, little bit allergies kicking in today though with all the blooming and the flowers and the trees and the grass is growing but I'm like that every year and small price to pay like I said this morning on the phone tree for all of God's beauty that comes in this time of year I will take that any day but it has been warm and looks it's cold down a little bit today here I'm recording this on Tuesday but looking at the extended it continues to warm back up which is my favorite time of year and we did have a great service this past Saturday morning. We had Pastor Michael Vaughn from Gate City United Methodist Church join us. And what a great message. If, if you weren't here or you haven't been able to watch that on Facebook or YouTube yet, I encourage you to go back and listen to his message about Lazarus. A, a, a different take on it for me, um, talking about his tomb. And I don't want to get in too much about it because I'd like for you to watch it yourself. But it was a whole new perspective and really touched me and it was great we had some great music landon uh knew what the message was going to be about and he had some great music prepared and our good friend david francis was back in attendance it was really good to have him after being in the hospital there for uh, for a bit and uh you know david is still recovering and we still need to be praying for him and but he, it's, it was so great to have him back we also had Mark uh, that played drums in the Shades of Grace band. He was here. Uh, it's been a while since we've seen him while he was over at the VA. And we'll soon have him back on drums. We just kind of got to get the Easter stuff out of the way. And the difference is that since Mark played drums here last, we now have this huge, as most of you know, grand piano on the stage. So we're going to have to get creative with where the drums are going to go and when Tim plays bass and Jeff and Quinn and Landon and everybody so we're working on that it's a work in progress but we're gonna let Easter kinda get through first and then after that we'll get to work on that project also I had mentioned that we are working on a new format for the Will and Jimmy show on how we are going to bring this to you each week we will still be Wednesday evenings at 8 o'clock but it's going to be more I guess like a, if you've ever watched a video podcast kind of thing, it's going to be more like that. Uh, Pastor Will and I will kind of be side to side facing each other and we're going to do the 
do the show like that. So it's going to be a little different. It is a work in progress. We are working on that. My computer screen went out back here. Something happened. There we go. Um, so that's just a few things that are going on. Now, upcoming this Sunday will be Palm Sunday. And we will observe that on Palm Saturday here at Shades of Grace at 1030. And another exciting special guest, we have our District Superintendent, Jeff Lambert, who is going to be presenting the message to you for Palm Sunday. Very excited about this. I have actually, I had never heard Michael Vaughn before. I'd heard good things about him, but had never heard a message. And, and I was very impressed, but now I have heard uh, our District Superintendent, Jeff Lambert. I have heard him. Uh, do a few messages and I uh, it's something you don't want to miss so come down uh, support him while he's here because you know it's it's strange going to a different place and speaking from somewhere that you're not necessarily comfortable with uh, and let, let's make sure and let's fill this place we did pretty good this last Saturday for Michael Vaughn but I think that we can do better this Saturday so come on out 1030 Saturday morning and uh, then after Palm Sunday, we enter Holy Week. It's, it's amazing that this year is flying by so fast. So we have a few things going on for Holy Week, uh, starting with Good Friday. We will have our annual Walk with the Cross. That is April, Friday, April the 7th. Everyone will meet here at Shades of Grace at 12 o'clock. Uh, and Pastor Will will give a little message and then everyone will take off on the walk. Not sure of the path this year, but uh, you will have the opportunity to maybe carry the cross. Sometimes we take some palm branches with us and some, some symbolic things to carry on the walk. And that will leave here at 12 o'clock on Friday. If you can't make it, if you can, or if you can't make the walk, we understand some people can't you know, walk that distance, this will be live streamed on Facebook as well. So that's Good Friday at 12 o'clock. And then later that evening at 8 o'clock, we're going to have our Good Friday virtual service. Uh, it's going to be a little film that we talked about here over the last couple of weeks. is going to premiere and let everyone watch it in its full length. And we're going to replay that at 8 o'clock. Uh, I'm sorry. We're going to play it at 8 o'clock and replay it at 11 o'clock. So you'll have two opportunities to watch that. That will be on Facebook and YouTube. Pastor Will will be back in at that time. And he will be here for our uh, observation of Easter service, uh, which will be Saturday, the Saturday before Easter. So that's going to be a great time. Very excited about that. So come join us those two weeks. Um, these are going to be some great services. So uh, speaking of Palm Sunday, <clears throat> somebody did ask me the other day. I, I invited someone who was here at the door um, I believe he had come to take a shower and he was asking me, so, oh, he's looking around. He said, so you all do church in here? Yes, sir, we do. And I invited him to church and we talked about Holy Week. We talked about Easter. And then I said, well, even before Easter, there's Palm Sunday. And he said, well, what's Palm Sunday? And that just struck this up to kind of do some information to have a way to explain that to him. It's one of those things where I know to me what it means but it's hard those things can be hard to explain sometimes so i looked up some bullet points on what is palm sunday i'm going to share some of that with you tonight 
Um, a lot of this I knew, but some of these I didn't know. And Palm Sunday celebrates the day that Jesus entered the holy city of Jerusalem, uh, where the rest of his ministry would take place until his crucifixion. And he chose specifically to ride into the city. Remember what it was? It was on a donkey. And he was welcomed by crowds waving palms and shouting Hosanna. The crowd that welcomed Jesus into the city, they were familiar with his story, were familiar with who he was, and heard, had heard of his miracles and his teachings. But uh, So many of them had most likely been following him, and they shouted, Hosanna, Hosanna, as they waved their palm branches. And they said, and they would say, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So when is Palm Sunday? Palm Sunday is the official beginning, the start of what we call Holy Week, uh, which is the Sunday before Easter. <clears throat> and as we study this day in history, it's important to note that many didn't realize or appreciate uh, the prophecy fulfillment of Jesus's you know, his messiahship, I guess you could say, uh, until after his crucifixion. And Holy Week traditionally celebrates the last week of Jesus' earthly life before his crucifixion, beginning with Palm Sunday. Many churches, including Shades of Grace, pass out palms and read the story of Jesus' entry into the Holy City. So, on Palm Sunday, we will have palm branches for you here to take home with you, and we always say that represents your testimony. And we asked, in, in years past, we've asked you, we put those on your front door for, the, for Holy Week to remember your testimony. Remember what Jesus has done for you. Remember the price that he paid for you and that he rose and came back again. Now this year, instead of handing out palm branches, we're going to have the palm trees here, the Easter palms, and we're going to let you cut your own branch. You can pick your branch and cut it yourself. You know, I think it just that has a stronger representation of your testimony and take those with you. And also, uh, during, during Holy Week, um, believers reflect on the last days of Jesus' life leading up to his crucifixion. And some churches, many churches around here, have what they call a Monday Thursday service. And that celebrates the Last Supper a lot of churches will do a, um, you know, kind of like a reconstruction of the Last Supper picture that you see, and they'll do communion. Um, some churches do like a washing of the feet uh, for that service. And then, of course, next we have Good Friday, uh, which is the, the represents the death of our Savior on the cross. And then there's Holy Saturday, uh, where Jesus remained into the tomb. And then, of course, Easter Sunday is the day of resurrection that we celebrate. So those are just a few little tips on uh, Palm Sunday. And then also, where is Palm Sunday found in the Bible? And this says Jesus fulfilled many Old Testament prophecies through his birth, his life, and death, and his resurrection, in, like I said, in the Old Testament. But the entire Bible tells the story of our Savior uh, the events of Palm Sunday are found in both the Old and New Testament, and some Old Testament scriptures that speak, you know, before the events of Palm Sunday, they were prophesying, they, they would say, this comes from Second Kings, they quickly took their cloaks and spread them under the bare steps, under him on the bare steps. Then they blew the trumpet and they shouted, 
So, a cloak. I think that was one of our trivia questions a while back. What is a cloak? And I guess the simple answer is it's a coat, a garment. You know, I kind of think of it as maybe like a wrap. That's just kind of my vision of it. But they, you know, usually very nice, very nice cloth. And they would lay those down, you know, and for Jesus to, to come through. And another verse, Psalm 8, uh, 118 says, Lord, save us. Lord, grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From the house of the Lord, we bless you. And we've already talked about this a little bit, but the significance of the palm branches is it represents when Jesus came into town, um, and John it says only John mentioned the palm branches, then they were laid down on the ground with the cloaks and, you know, as like a... I don't know, I'm thinking, trying to think of a word, but just leaves, leafy branches. They weren't just palm branches, I guess. Just anything that was in the nearby fields. And they took those and laid those down. And John wrote that the palm branches were, he, or he said palm branches because that was significant because they were a symbol of Jewish nationalism. And the people that waved the palm branches, that was a sign of a victorious celebration as Jesus rode into town. And Ezekiel describes the palm trees um, inscribed on the temple in his vision that he had. And it says, from the floor to the area above the entrance, palm trees were carved on the wall of the main hall. And throughout scripture, it's intentional and as we study Palm Sunday, they, it says that they took the palm branches, they went out to meeting, they were shouting Hosanna, and John mentions again in the book of Revelation the palm branches, this time we will have them in celebration of Jesus' return. So, and after this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, there were wearing there they were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands that's from revelation chapter 9 so there is a significance to the palm branches and jesus came riding into town on what that would be a good trivia question you would think it would be a majestic horse you know something fancy but no it was a donkey and why did he ride in to town on a donkey and the and the scripture from mark chapter 1 says as they approached jerusalem and came to bethed beth goodness that's the hardest word for me to say bethphage i guess that's how you say it and bethany at the mount of olives jesus sent two of his disciples saying to them go to the village ahead of you and just as you enter it you will find a colt tied there which no one has ever written, Colt being a small, you know, kind of a baby, I guess. Untie it and bring it here. And if anyone asks you, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord needs it and we'll send it back here soon. The Lord needs it, sending back here soon. So him saying the Lord needs it, that was Jesus's way of communicating that he is Lord. He's the Lord of Israel, and he was communicating his divinity and he was his authority as king to have permission to take that animal. And so Jesus rode a donkey to fulfill Zechariah nine nine, chapter verse 
chapter 9, verse 9, and it says, Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout, daughter Jerusalem. See, your donkey, I'm sorry, see, your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the fowl of a donkey. A little small one. And again, Jesus, you know, he was the unexpected king. Um, the one of humility and peace and not military triumph, you know, not to come to conquer and not to fight. And, you know, if that were the case, maybe he would have been riding on a horse. So the donkey cult symbolized Jesus's royalty. And Matthew mentions that um, the mother donkey traveled alongside her colt. This was something that I didn't realize. And this, there was significance in that because the colt was so small, it would have had to been weaned from the mother when it was taken away. So the mother was there too. And again, like I said, I didn't know that. So it says animals never before ridden or yoked were often those preferred for dedication or sacrifice to God. Jesus chose an animal that could not even be parted from his mother yet. So, and we have said a word over and over in this story, Hosanna. Hosanna. He says they, they shouted Hosanna as they waved the palm branches. What does Hosanna mean? I bet somebody out there watching us tonight knows what that means. What does Hosanna mean? Hosanna means that the, the meaning today is save or save us. Hosanna, save us, Lord. Hosanna, Lord. And Hosanna is a cry or a request for salvation and deliverance. And it's something that's traditionally tied, I guess, to Easter, the Easter story. It says, as a leader, Jesus would be held responsible for the crowd's acclamations unless he corrected them. So if they're calling, if they're saying, Lord, Hosanna, Hosanna, Lord, they're already calling him Lord. So if he didn't correct them and say, hey, I'm not Lord, I guess that means he was telling them, I am Lord. So public opinion often held their teachers accountable for their disciples' behavior. Jesus did not refute the claims of the crowds that were waving the palms and covering the ground with their robes. He did come to save. Not just the ones who recognized who he was, but to those whose feet would not hit the earth for centuries to come. That includes us. All of us that are watching this tonight. Aren't you thankful for that? Hosanna. Save. And Jesus did save. He came to obey and fulfill the will of his Father, successfully dying on the cross. And what looked like failure to the crowds as it was happening, and maybe even to us somewhat today, he did defeat death forever. The temple curtain which separated the people from God's presence was torn at Jesus' death of the cross. And no longer were we hopelessly chained to our sin because our Savior had come. He has risen. Hosanna has come. Save us has come. Hallelujah. He reigns. I thought that was a wonderful little story to share with you tonight. Um, being that it, that is coming. So come be a part of this service. I think you will really enjoy it. That's this Saturday at 1030. So that's really all I have for you tonight. I didn't, um, I had attempted to maybe do a little special section like I did last week on the clothing closet and maybe focus on another area of ministry that we do here at Shades of Grace but 
Time got away from me today. It was just incredibly busy this morning. The phone has rang all day. We've had multiple people in here today with so many different needs. And um, I looked up and it was almost two o'clock. So that didn't happen, friends. I apologize. So maybe soon because I, I think the clothing closet, you know, what we did last week shows you some things that most people maybe don't really realize that we do here. Of course, you know that we, most people know we have an emergency clothing closet, but what is that? And that gave a good glimpse into you know what it actually is and what they do and how many people it takes to keep that operating and going and how many ministry partners that we have of people who donate clothing and shoes and some you know small household items, blankets, sheets, you know those sort of things and we always keep a a small stock of you know maybe some plateware some pots and pans silverware things like that for people who are transitioning into housing and literally have nothing therefore we can pass that on to them once they get into their new place and get moved so um in the near future it is in my plans to try to to do more of those to focus on specific areas of ministry because we have quite a bit here going on I had kind of planned on today maybe talking a little bit about the birth certificate process and what it what it takes for someone who comes to us and doesn't have an ID of course doesn't have a birth certificate does not have a social security card uh, the first step is usually to get a birth certificate because you have to have that for the ID driver's license you have to have that for the social security card usually so that's the first step and there are several steps uh, to getting one depending on what state you're born in and most are pretty easy to get um, they just have to know you know have personal information you know like parents and hospital and it always asks some security questions to verify their identity and that sort of thing but um, some are hard some are tough to get and sometimes you have to have an ID to get an ID is what I say so like a lot of times the states will require me to scan a copy of an ID to verify their identity when in fact they're sitting here in front of us to get a birth certificate to go get that ID and it can be really hard sometimes they you know uh, if you've ever moved states and you've transferred your driver's license to a new state, you know you have to have a big thing is proof of residency. Have you ever thought about that? So if you're homeless and you don't have a residence, how are you going to get a driver's license without proof of residency? And most of them require two pieces of mail. Um, but thankfully, a few years back, we were able to uh, work with the state of Tennessee to get this homeless affidavit that we can give to anyone who is homeless that verifies you know that they are primarily homeless or they're in temporary shelter transitioning shelter something of that nature and it actually uses our shades of grace uh 313 east sullivan street as their residence so when they order their id you get the paper copy that day but their hard id comes in the mail here so i was going to share a little bit more about that and maybe kind of do a quick example Again, time got away from me, but that gives you just another glimpse of a few things we do. But anyhow, well, I think I've rambled enough, and it has been fun to be with you again. I do enjoy your support 
Uh, several people have sent me messages uh, saying they did enjoy the show last week and have enjoyed the phone trees that I've been doing, and thank you for that. I really, really do appreciate the encouragement because uh, it can be tough some days. This morning, for instance, when I got here early this morning, uh, one of the first things I do is is try to get the phone tree together, but someone was already standing at the front door waiting when I got here early this morning, and there was a need. And even though we weren't open, uh, we still tried our best to fill that need because there's so many. So, Anyhow, friends, thank you again. I appreciate you all. Please come join us Saturday morning, 1030. Our district superintendent, Jeff Lambert, this is an observation of Palm Sunday. You get to take a palm branch with you and say, Hosanna, save us. <laughs> Lord, we need, we need all the saving we can get, don't we? God bless you all. I appreciate you again. Have a great night. See you Saturday morning, 1030. Good night.